0: Hey, I'm back from my Carefree Black hiatus, y'all Back for season 3 Of the Carefree Black Nerd Podcast Uh, Thank you all for was riding with me Over the little summer Hiatus, I guess I'll say Where we covered um, Our fair share of insecure But now we're back to our regularly scheduled program And this kicks off With a very special issue One that is held Very close to my heart So sit back, relax, and enjoy the smooth sounds of the Carefree Black Nerd Podcast. A'ight, y'all. Welcome to the Carefree Black Nerd Podcast, a conversation about representation in comics and related media. I'm your host, Frank Coleman, and this issue covers Harriet Tubman, Demon Slayer. Born Arminita Ross, Harriet Tubman was an American abolitionist, a humanitarian, and an armed scout and spy for the United States Army during the American Civil War. Born into slavery, Tubman escaped and subsequently made some 13 or so missions to rescue approximately 70 enslaved people, family, and friends. Using the network of anti-slavery, excuse me, the network of anti-slavery activists and safe houses known as the Underground Railroad. She later helped abolitionist John Brown recruit men for his raid on Harper's Ferry. And in the post-war era, was an active participant in the struggle for women's suffrage. (laughs) Um, Born a slave in Dorchester County, Maryland, Tubman was beaten and whipped by her various masters as a child. Early in life, she suffered a traumatic head wound and went, <coughs> excuse me, and went irate. Excuse me, when an irate slave owner and threw a heavy metal weight intended to hit another slave and hit her instead. The injury caused dizziness, pain, and spells of hypersomnia, which occurred throughout her life. She was a devout Christian and experienced strange visions and vivid dreams, which she ascribed to premonitions from God. Yeah. Um, in 1849, Tubman escaped to Philadelphia, then immediately returned to Maryland to rescue her own family. Slowly, one group at a time, she brought relatives with her out of state and eventually guided dozens of other slaves to freedom. Traveling by night and in extreme secrecy, Tubman, or Moses as she was called, never lost a passenger. After the Fugitive Slave Act of 1850 was passed, she helped guide fugitives farther north into British North America and helped newly freed slaves find work. When the Civil War began, Tubman worked for the Union Army, first as a cook, then a nurse, and an armed scout, and then a spy. The first woman to lead an army expedition into the war, she guided the raid at (laughs) Combenfes. At Ferry, (laughs) which liberated more than 700 slaves. After the war, she retired to the family home on a property she had purchased in 1859 in Auburn, New York, where she cared for her aging parents. She was active in the women's suffrage movement until illness overtook her, and she had to be admitted to a home for elderly African Americans that she helped to establish years earlier. After she died in 1913, she became an icon of American courage and freedom. So sad, but such a very, very interesting story.
1: Born into slavery on Maryland's eastern shore, Harriet Tubman escaped to freedom in 1849. It was just the first of her many dangerous forays leading runaway slaves from safe house to safe house. Harriet Tubman was a very spiritual, very religious person and carried this um, hymnal with her on her trips to bring people out of the Eastern Shore in Maryland. She would often sing with them and pray with them. And is this her favorite song? um, Many of the pages have little X's that designate those hymns as her favorites. Oh, okay. Wow. This shawl, uh, evidently, this was a very favorite piece of hers. It was tiny. Um, very tiny, but she was very strong, very determined, very directed, and had a kind of forcefulness and a kind of authority that people felt when they were with her. You know, they followed her orders and did what she said, Mm -hmm. and if they didn't, uh, she uh, very uh, famously threatened to shoot them because she couldn't risk alerting Mm. the enemy to their presence. Wow, just took
0: charge, what an amazing woman. Um, Harriet Tubman, most of you will (laughs) recognize from elementary, middle school, and high school walls during uh, Black History Month, when she's (laughs) paraded around as one of the, I guess, few Negroes who um, we were able to discuss. But um, for all the stuff that she's done, the actual Harriet Tubman... Uh, the beauty that came from her legacy is this new comic, Harriet Tubman Demon Slayer. Um, I heard about this sometime last year. It's a Kickstarter comic and, well, it's a, it's a comic from a Kickstarter campaign and, I don't know, I saw it and I was like, okay, I I didn't have to know anything else about it, just the title, Harriet Tubman, Demon Slayer, I wrote down, you know, on a piece of paper in my notes or whatever, I have to get this book, didn't really think too much more about it, um, I got a hold of it, maybe a few months ago, um, from Comixology, I went and downloaded it, I purchased it, uh, I want to say this was like two months ago, Either, either way, it was a few months ago, so... I'm um, looking over it and I'm like, okay, this is gonna be good. Even if it was bad, it would be good. The premise alone is enough to like make you want to know more. And um, so I did my little googles and stuff and poking around, and then I came across David Cronson. The excuse me, Cronson, the um, the creator, the writer. And I was like, okay, this guy seems cool. Um, nice young black guy. Got a Wide smile and all his pictures that I found him online, and I um went ahead and looked at the Kickstarter project. And he has a a great video up, like explaining what the project is and how it was like a passion project of his. It was like, oh, I wonder what this. It was pretty much an idea that he had. He put the paper and then found someone to put the book together. Um, then he said he he posted on Facebook and it went viral. After that, he realized it was no longer just a passion project for him. It's something that everyone needed. And I'm so glad that he did, because this is a phenomenal book. Aside from it being the premise being good, even if this wasn't Harriet Tubman Demon Slayer, if it was just um, Jackie Smith Demon Slayer, the book itself is such a good book. But the fact that this is like this revisionist history involving an already phenomenal character. Like come on. I don't know. I'm just I'm gushing here. So um uh, <clears throat> David, if you hear me, amazing job, sir. I'd uh very much love to have you on my show, sir. So we can go over this and so it can come from the mouth of the one who actually created it. But um okay, so go ahead and looking over the project. It was like it if I'm reading this correctly and don't shoot my head off if I'm not Cause I'm not a hundred percent familiar with Kickstarter, but um, this man got twenty-one thousand dollars off of a goal of fifteen thousand, and he was saying that you know, comments ain't cheap. <laughs> we need if y'all want to see this, you gotta you gotta donate. And I I missed this whole campaign, and cause I would have threw at least one five fifteen twenty twenty five thirty sixty hundred. Like I would have threw some money at this. But, uh, Mr. David Cronson Cronson, forgive me Uh, born and raised in the exotic town Of Frenchtown, New Jersey Um, David is the creator and writer Of Harriet Tubman Demon Slayer Also, he is an actor and filmmaker Developing a upcoming web series Entitled Black Irish For YouTube Uh, he begins production on the horror indie Spring Of 2017 So he's probably already started with this And, um Speaking of that, Black Irish, that sounds familiar, but... So, I'll get into that later. Um, I don't know. It's... <laughs> I can't really describe <laughs> how great it was reading through this title. Because I got it on Comixology. So, of course, it's, I read it digi- digitally. And um, I have it on my phone and on my tablet. And, you know, just swiping through the pictures. Like, the first time I read through... I just flipped through as if I was flipping through a comic, like through the pages, because there's a guided view where um, you kind of swipe and you get the panel for panel, and then you could just swipe through whole pages. So the first time I did, whole pages. Interesting, very good story, but when I went back through the second time and swiped through with the guided view, this book is so cinematic. It's like this is just begging to become a series or a television show or something. Like it's not... Mark my words, this man, somebody, HBO, Star, Showtime, um, Marvel, anybody, somebody pick this man up, throw money at him, and uh, make sure that this project is put on the screen. Make sure it's pop up on Netflix later. Make sure that it's in every, you know, Walmart and Target and everybody else that sells DVDs because it's amazing. So the book itself, <clears throat> pretty much the tagline is. When slave owners can't stop the formidable ninja warrior Harriet Tubman, they call on the help of vampires, werewolves, witches, and demons to stop her. Harriet Tubman must lead a family of slaves to freedom while battling an army of darkness. Um very good, very good job. Um I also have to give kudos to the illustrator uh Cortland Ellis. Let me make sure I got all this down right. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah, Cortland Ellis. I believe that's who. That's who's on the. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Make sure I got that right. Because on here, um, on the Kickstarter, it said the illustrators plural. So there, I'm assuming there'll be more than just Cortland on it, but for this first issue, that's who who drew it in an amazing job. Uh, Cortland, his uh, small little bio is that he's one of the many illustrators working on Harriet Tubman Demon Slayer. Currently, at the time of this Kickstarter's um, posting, he's working as a freelance concept and character designer, as well as being a pre-production and motion graphics artist at Aspire Ventures. Um, Cortland earned his degree at Hussein Art School. He has worked as a production and concept artist for Second Fiction Gaming Studio and general graphic artist for Food and Wine Magazine. That being said, clearly these two have the resume to match this fantastic project. And I'm just so happy that it fell into my lap in the way it did. So in this story, I'm gonna I'm trying not to really spoil too much, but at this point, man, you gotta go out and get it, so everybody log into Comixology, if you're not logged in, create an account, it's, um, and and get your hands on this, but the book itself, uh, is a black family, who are escaping their plantation, and the father's picking up the daughter, and he's like, okay, we gotta go, she's like, where's mama, well, she's over at the, you know, other plantation picking up this, um, Um, horse but when he said (laughs) when he said it what he said was um, oh god what's the name he called it uh yeah okay your mama's getting Noah excuse me Noah from the dagger plantation dagger plantation and my dumbass, I was thinking because this is slave times father's picking up the daughter and running out and the mother was picking up the son from a neighboring plantation I didn't realize it was a horse so he goes to pick up the horse and the daughter is laughing at the dad like oh you can't ride a horse and it's just like in the midst of this grim and ominous slave narrative. You have these light moments that are so, first of all, the writing is exceptional, but then also you get to the illustration and the body language and the, the comedic timing and every Like, all of this, surprisingly enough, you're getting out of a alternate history slave you know, time frame. So it's just, I don't know, that was just amazing to me. But I also like that in this book, one, Harriet Tubman is a woman and she is this badass kicking ass taking names later type person but even the mother um the woman figure in who's like i don't know just a regular slave character she's so badass she's very strong and i'm one who isn't i get tired of constantly seeing this slave narrative on tv and in movies and books i don't doubt or discredit the fact that we do need things so that we don't get a textbook in somebody's high school or middle school talking about how slaves were just glorified workers we don't need that but for me personally i've seen enough and i've heard enough i can do without it for quite some time but this book is very different um It's akin to, like, Abe Lincoln, Vampire Hunter. And in the Kickstarter, it said it was somewhat of a... Django Unchained meets Buffy the Vampire Sayer meets Mad Max. And i go a little further to say it even meets um, Blade. Because I watched Buffy, you know, back in the 90s. And it was a good show. Uh, But reading through this book... Blade, the movie just kept that first movie back in 1999 just kept like flashing in my head like oh this woman is here to kick some ass and you know do some shit so but getting back to the story I'm really happy that the mother like in the first what four pages you get this light moment between father and daughter you get um, establishing uh, this like comedic little story or whatever then you get this um, strong woman showing up then you get this scene of black love where the mother and father are um embracing and have this kiss and then, like it's just you get all this before any danger shows up and then it does and for those of you out there who didn't like twilight <laughs> that's fine but i like that series and i only bring it up here because that's kind of the version of vampires that i saw when this um when the the big bads show up and uh, it's just such an amazing series um and so we get <laughs> this man who says you niggas must be dreaming y'all ain't going nowhere oh I'm being rude let me me introduce myself my name's roger and i hear the word the n-word in music and i see it and hear it on tv and whatever else but something about reading it on this page in this context when i've had you're following this family and it's such an amazing albeit still kind of a sinister tone but this amazing like depiction of this black family and then you just get this hard left and you run into happy redneck races and I don't know the artwork again this is an amazing story but the artwork is only helping to enhance that story and you know you get the mom and dad protecting their family they pulling guns out they, like it's just I'm trying to be as obtuse as possible I don't want to um give out too much of this story because I really think you need to pick this up everyone under the sound of my voice find your way to comiXology find your way to um david's twitter account which i'll probably just add that on here because um, his website at the time of this recording is a link to this book like pick up this book um it's some harsh language if you have young ones little kids um nothing overly sexual it's just the language you might want to go ahead and um i don't know Pick it up first, look through it, and see if it's something that you think your kid can, you want them to expose them to, but I think it's worth it. It's worth it to see the word nigger on the page here and there, because it's not even, um, how would I say, it's not so much that every other page is you niggers this, you nigger this, nigger, it's not that. It's very much, um, when it's used, it's jarring and it's appropriate for the context of where we are but it's not used in excess where hell even if you didn't buy the book and kind of white it out like if you just didn't want a kid to be exposed to that other than that it's like this action action packed but it's this action story where it's just some slaves fighting some slave owners and it's amazing
1: I think the common vision that people have of Harriet Tubman is this woman who would go south during the Underground Railroad and would bring people north, and that's all she was about, and that was her claim to fame. By secret paths and waterways, Tubman did lead dozens of slaves to freedom. But her experience also made her a valuable military asset. The skills she gained as a young woman in terms of the ability to, you know, go in the woods and travel in strange places translates into very useful skills for the Union Army. In 1863, the Union Command sent her deep behind enemy lines in South Carolina to lay the groundwork for a daring plantation raid. She goes inland into South Carolina and establishes relationships with local people. On the night of June 2nd, she planned a covert operation on the Kumbahee River. As dawn broke, they took three plantations by surprise. Tubman gave a signal, and the enslaved people rushed to freedom. They burned storehouses and destroyed crops, crippling supply lines. One Confederate captain fumed... Their success was complete.
0: But when Harriet Tubman shows up... I, t- <laughs> I just... Again, I'm trying my best not to spoil the story. But... Please, folks. Get your hands up on this Harriet Tubman Demon Slayer. Um, This was a very good kind of... Act 1 or maybe beginning of an act to... One, um, introduce the characters, um, make you fall for them right away because I was very, I was very much in to, into this story, into the story, into the family. I wanted to know, okay, they're running away. I already know. know, No one wants to be a slave. Everyone's running away. We get that. But it's like, now I'm, I'm very invested in the story and I want to know why are they running now? You know, what is giving them the courage or the ability to run now? versus before um in the story we find out that the slaves or maybe it's not well known that these demonic things are real because there's a line where it's like well what even are blah 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 whatever the character says and it's like so the existence of these things aren't even um um thought about fathomed by anyone so you know like this is my first time coming in contact with this particular type of entity like there's not even stories passed down that would be like oh okay i know what a ghost is or i know what a such and such is again i'm deliberately trying not to spoil it but um i really like this story (laughs) i can't say that enough but it is the artwork is amazing the i'm (laughs) trying best not to sound redundant but it is it's just an amazing story so once harriet shows up and does what she does wielding two frigate katanas and just oh god the play on words is amazing like pulling conversations from the beginning all the way to the middle and then moving those around and like it's just all in all this is just an amazing story and i think everyone it would do you some good to pick your hands up pick your hands <laughs> pick your hands up and <laughs> go order it from Comixology. Um I'm going to probably leave a link in the show notes for this because I think everyone needs to get their hands on this doggone story um, it's very cinematic in the way that it's, it's the story's told and I like how clean and, and clear everything is there's not a whole lot of busyness going on in the background like it's like we're here at night during this event where we're trying to get away, and this is the shit that's happening, um, it leaves you wanting more, uh, to the point where I kept trying to scroll, even though I knew there was no more left, I really wish I could have gotten, like, a trade paperback with the first six issues in it, um... <laughs> but we're not there yet. I believe we only have the first issue available, and the second one is being worked on. Let me see. Again, I'm going to leave the Kickstarter up on the show notes because apparently, Joey Vasquez. Va, mm, excuse me. Vasquez. Vasquez. Mm, I'm horrible with names. Joey V. begins work on issue number two, and this was posted january 2nd 2017 so with it being september uh i'm assuming maybe he's done (laughs) or wishful thinking that maybe he's done and we're gonna get an issue too really quickly but either way i um i um i'm ready i'm ready for this so we get harriet we get the the demons we get her fighting them we get and there's no wasted space on the page. It's like once if you get this physically, because I'm not sure if it's available as a physical book just yet. Because I know when it came out, I uh, made a point to call my local comic shop, and I went in and forgot to uh call. Went in, picked up my regular books for that week, and then called back later. I want to say maybe a couple days later. I was like, "What well, do you have? The Harriet Some Demon Slayer?" and the owner was like, no, we don't have that, we didn't get any of those, I'm like, "You didn't get any, or, like, what, you've never heard of this, you don't, get your hands on this damn book, so, um, I don't know if he was just, like, saying something, because I, forgive me, my memory's kind of shaky, because I don't recall exactly, but I know I called him, and he was like, no, we ain't got that, and I was like, oh, shit, so I guess I can only get it digitally, so, there's that, but um, I like that Harriet is not sexualized. She's not... I mean, you can tell that she's a woman. That she has a silhouette or whatever. But she's very much not busting out of her shirt. Her breasts ain't just sticking up to her chin. You know, she ain't got this tiny little waist and these huge hips and ass and thighs. Her clothes aren't skin tight. Like, it's just a very... Good, even the mother slave... I hate to say that, but the mother slave mother, whatever, she's, you know, again, she has a scarf on, for God's sake, and the little girl who's probably, mm, I'd give her somewhere between six and nine, she's not sexualized, and when you look at comic books nowadays, everybody has these huge muscles, or these huge breasts, or these skin-tight clothes, and, man, it's just... Um, that was a fear of mine not with this book necessarily because I just knew it had to be a black person making this book before I even knew who David was I was like ah oh, that's a black man or that's a black woman um, and they, this is tastefully done and I'm very very happy to see just how amazing this book is <laughs> so while I'm sitting here I don't know, googly-eyed over this book Y'all make sure you get over to Comixology And purchase you a copy of Harriet Tubman Demon Slayer Cause I'm showing It's a, uh, a part of Peep Game Comics And I'm on their site now And Harriet Tubman Demon Slayer number one Uh, for $2.99 Like, you can't beat that This is a fantasy action Horror book Uh, sold by the magnificent David Crownson in the category of action superhero, um, fantasy horror. Like, this is just a a really good book. There's not much more I can say, (laughs) but please get you, get you some, get you a copy. Um, I think that it's very nice that Harriet Tubman was chosen as the, the, because pretty much, Looking at Harriet Tubman, Demon Slayer, and then looking at the life and times of the actual Harriet Tubman, there is not much of a difference. (laughs) Like, in here, of course, she's, like, moving really fast and kicking ass and doing all this shit, and she's, like, I don't even want to say, like, superhuman. She's just, like, a skilled ninja. But if you look at the resume of Harriet Tubman and then the resume of Harriet Tubman, Demon Slayer, this, like, character of the Demon Slayer is not too far off from the actual Harriet Tubman, which is like, I hope we get a whole series of things popping up, these kind of revisionist history of um black um people of note, you know, who you don't just see or who you, excuse me, black people know who you see during Black History Month, and those who we don't learn about, because I come from an area where it was always the Rosa Parks, the Martin Luther King, the Malcolm X, the Harriet Tubman, you know, the W.E.B. Du Bois, there wasn't too much more that I learned about until I got to college, you know, so if we can get more series like this, true enough, this is a fantasy, whatever, but hell, if some little kid is reading Harriet Tubman Demon Slayer, and they're like, oh, okay, this is cool, and about whatever, and you know, oh, I've heard that name Harriet Tubman, let me Google this, or you know this is based on a real person, if they go to look at who Harriet Tubman was, that's, I don't know, it's, this goes back to representation being everything, like, I looked at, um, Drunk History, Drunk History is the, um, a comedy show on Comedy uh, Central where they take something in history they get someone drunk and then that person retells whatever this is um the Harriet Tubman episode was hosted by Crystal of the Reed fame Crystal and Kid Fury um Crystal got drunk and retold the story of Harriet Tubman, and it was an amazing five minutes. Like I laughed so hard on more than two or three occasions. Um, the acting done by Octavia Spencer, um, but oh shoot, excuse me, Octavia, Jesus Christ. Um, but watching Crystal get drunk and retell her accounts of Harriet Tubman, and then watching it being played out as she's telling her story, like that little five minutes was. That, coupled with reading Harriet Tubman, Demon Slayer, coupled with looking through the actual history of Harriet Tubman, like, it don't get no braider. This is like peak ultimate representation in comics and related media. You get representation in a comic that will take you to so much other related media that's going to educate you. So, again, kids, old people, young people, cats, dogs, get you a copy for everybody. And... I don't know, all you unmelanated individuals out there who have an issue with this, but not with bleak and Vampire Slayer. I mean, why even address that? But, I mean, hell, get you a copy too, and you read it and see why you don't like it. But either way, I want to make sure that this man is getting his just due and do my little part to get this out there, because this is an amazing, amazing book, (laughs) y'all. So, um... I don't know I could very much see like when I was reading this I did an issue on Corporal Corporal Scott Summers who is the African American Cyclops from an alternate timeline and I'm thinking like man how amazing would that be if like they crossed paths (laughs) because you got the black Scott Summers, you have Storm, she was still black, you know, in this alternate timeline, and James Rhodes, and then Harriet Tubman like these four badass black people shooting eye beams from my eye, controlling the weather, a stealthy ass ninja, and then this motherfucker who can like create a damn robot suit and kick ass and take names later. Like, that's the series I would love to see. Like, give me some type of crossover, and then going to the Kickstarter where. Um, this book was mentioned as kind of like a, a a Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Well, we know that Buffy the Vampire Slayer was supposed to be Scott Summers like cousin or something. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> I'm grasping at straws. But this, ugh, I feel like a fanboy right now. <laughs> you did a damn good job, David. This is a fantastic, fantastic book, man. So, um, again, everyone just sounding my voice make sure you all go ahead and get you a copy of Harriet Tubman Demon Slayer and I'm very interested to see what's going to happen next like what's what what happens in issue two yeah but like what's the end game for this book like what are we getting at are we getting at like trying to chronicle her entire life through this series are we going to get other crossovers of um or other um creations of different characters throughout history. Are we like what's I'm excited to see what comes from Heretic and Demon Slayer. Like this being the flagship, what else do you have in the pipeline? So I don't know. Good job David Cronson, and uh I don't know. <laughs> so um yeah, I'm back. This is the beginning of the season 3 of Carefully Black Nerd. Uh, Thank you all for rocking with me through the summer hiatus, (laughs) watching uh, Insecure and listening to the oh-so-insecure. Thank you to all my guests who've been on the show and those who will be on in the future (laughs) and those who will have me on. Um, I guess let's keep this conversation going. If you out there have read Harry Tillman Demon Slayer, hit me up email me carefreeblacknerd at gmail.com hit me up on twitter carefreeblurred hop in them DM's at me like let's discuss let's dish let's talk about it let's talk about the deets um uh, <laughs> yeah hit me instagram uh, carefreeblacknerd on instagram is instagram.com forward slash carefreeblacknerd uh follow the hashtag cbnpod that will take you to every show I pretty much have put on um I don't know, go to carefreeblacknerd.com where you get your updates uh, shoot, like oh, the show's available on iTunes and SoundCloud, again, thank you all for rocking with me this far, I do I do, I thoroughly appreciate it and, um, I don't know I'll see you back here next time uh, so until then stay carefree, stay nerdy stay slaying these demons like me, Harriet and, uh, stay geeky <laughs>